Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Muse Report. We on are on episode 19. I want to thank all you guys for tuning in, especially the ones that tune in for every episode. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your ratings. And I'm just I'm just grateful. Um, this is becoming a thing that I really am enjoying. And it is partially due to you guys feedback and telling me how much you've been enjoying the episodes and it just drives me to keep getting better and better so thank you guys so much and i also ask that if you love the program that you share it with somebody put it up on your instagram twitter facebook whatever it is Uh, remember to follow us on facebook the muse report podcast and if you haven't already and you're just recreationally listening, press that subscribe button so you can get notified every time we release a new episode here on the Muse Report. So without further ado, we're going to start introducing this episode. Now, do you hear those melodious voices in the background? Well, that, those are the voices of the Aeolians of Oakwood University. So what does it have to do with this episode? Well, on this episode, I actually have the director of this choral ensemble. Now, the choral ensemble that you're hearing was recently acclaimed the Choir of the World. So they're winners and champions. But the director was also named the Director of the World. So that clearly means something. Now, his name is Dr. Jason Max Ferdinand. But the reason I have him on the show necessarily isn't because of his musical ability. It's actually something that I've observed that he is a winner and be, in order to be a winner, you have to be able to execute on your goals. So have you ever struggled with having a plan? You have a New Year's resolution, you have a summer plan, you have an off-season plan. And when it comes down to executing that plan that you meticulously worked out, you just fall short. I know it happens to all of us. It definitely happens to me all the time. So I'm wondering, well, he executes so well on a consistent basis. How does he go about doing that? So I brought him into the podcast and he just drops a whole bunch of knowledge on how he goes about setting goals, uh, executing them, uh, perfecting your craft. And I think you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy this episode. So without further ado, we are going to get into this one. Here we go. Chop, chop, like chopping at a way mm. at a goal and achieving that goal ultimately as you did last year with getting director of the year and mm. us winning in Wales without your precise planning and execution yeah. that definitely would not have happened because <laughs> um that was just an interesting experience i know yeah. it's grueling for you oh, too yeah. as well so um i just want to get into what we basically do here on the, the podcast is the muse report and um, I basically just interview people who are doing really well in their mm-hmm. necessary niche or field, and that has they have something that I think other people could use in their day to day lives, and they can apply it. So I just try to break it down exactly okay. um, how that person goes about what they do. So mm-hmm. as for you with planning and execution, I want to know um, 
what does do you do you have always have a goal in mind and with that goal what process do you go through <laughs> to achieve that goal so as for me let's say if I, or no let's say for you if you want to necessarily get a piece knocked out and, and mastered within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. what's the process that you the first steps you go through to to go about achieving that goal um well the, f- the first step in that process is that i have to know the material myself very very well um so learning the material for myself when i say learning the material um learning the material could take on so many different things yes the notes intervals kind of again a general landscape of the piece but also extra stuff like why was this written who was the person who wrote it um did they write it in some kind of context or or am i trying to bring context to the piece for what for my purpose so that's the first thing then after that um and this kind of comes with years and years of experience and failures you just kind of you know your group and you know how fast it'll take them to learn x amount of bars x amount of measures and then you just kind of do a little math from there and you figure out okay i have x amount of days and you get x amount of measures done that's phase one and then, it, then you gotta start adding the detail parts is what i think a lot of people miss when it comes to um so then then you gotta figure out how many how much how many details you need to put into it and it depends on what i'm doing like if i'm going to a competition way more details are going into something as if i'm just preparing something for you know a church service or something you know that's two completely different things so so the first step is i gotta learn the stuff myself yeah no but like the back of your hand yeah yeah okay so i mean i guess that that could apply for for lots of things Mm -hmm. i think I think that happens a lot where we want to do something, but we kind of get try to get to the end result without knowing the yeah. whole thing ourselves. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm trying to learn a program um, right now on Adobe um, Premiere. So mm-hmm. it's like video editing yeah. and things like that. I have no idea what I'm doing on, mm-hmm. on Adobe, but mm-hmm. I want to make these super cool videos. Yeah, they got to go through <laughs> the stuff. So. Yeah, so I'm just, like, up in the like wee hours of the morning just, like, pressing buttons. I don't know what they do, right, right. testing it out on what's this filter do, what's this yeah. effect do, so that I could use it at my at my right. will so I could. That, make, yeah. that makes complete sense. So, yeah. um. As far as planning goes, I want to go to planning before you go to execution because you can't execute yeah, that plan yeah. clearly. So when you go through your planning process, uh, how do you how do you set it up? Do you are you a um, hmm. let's say task oriented? Because I know some people like try to chop off. Hmm. Okay, this one, this one, we'll do this one, we'll do. Or are you like um, time oriented? I need to get this done hmm. by this point, at this uh, hmm. date, at this time, so I can move on to the next thing. Um, yeah, how do you go about that? Well. To understand the answer to my question, to that question, you have to understand something about me. I realized when I was really young that I'm a little random when it comes to certain things. Meaning, like all my other friends in school would say, "Oh yeah, my my parents made me do a schedule for my life," and I studied between eight and ten, and I do this be- and I eat between. I've I've never been good at that, like, because yeah. <laughs> um, every day just every day is a different day mm-hmm. so today i may feel like studying between 8 and 10 p.m tomorrow i may not feel like doing that so i'm answering your question a long way so for me the process happens different ways all the time and it depends on one it depends on the material it depends on how i found the material meaning 
There are some pieces that you literally seek out, like I'm looking for something difficult. I'm looking for something that speaks to this, or I'm looking for this or that. There's some pieces you just kind of stumble upon, mm-hmm. or somebody might say, hey, Jason, check this piece out, and you, and you immediately gravitate. So depending on how I find the piece, the preparation takes on a different process. Like um, if I'm seeking out a piece um, nine times out of ten, just my seeking the piece out, I kind of know the piece halfway already because I'm I'm digitally looking for certain characteristics. Mm-hmm. If it's something I stumble upon, that means I'm literally just seeing it and I'm trying to put it into context. I'm trying to learn. So it just kind of depends on 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 the what happens on that on that given day or that given season or that given week. Yeah. When it comes to to that, I completely understand that because I really I've been doing trial and error trial and error yeah. you, you have to do it to figure out what you best yeah. perform with yeah. so i mean the other thing i had on here was heart oriented which is kind of thing mm. i think you are i feel like doing it this way this day because this is what yeah. this day offers yeah and you just go with that but um as far as as me planning uh sometimes i feel like Let's say with my, I'm just going to use an example with my base practicing. Like mm-hmm. I've tried this so many times. Like, okay, I'm going to practice three hours a day at yeah. this time, this yeah. time, this time. But it just doesn't. I can't. I can't sustain it, no matter how hard I try. And yeah. sometimes I feel like practicing for three hours, and other times I can only practice for five minutes. Right. But the key thing is that if your goal is to get three, you got to figure out how to get a three in. So the three uh-huh. in might be today. I might do an hour in the morning, or later on. Or then tomorrow I might be so pumped I'll do all three hours all back back to back, and that's how I can I am, and it just depends. Life is so busy now. Sometimes I just can't have the same schedule every Monday. Every Monday is different for me. Every Tuesday is different. So it kind of goes on my daily schedule too. But the key thing is to get whatever that total time is. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So it's like basically having that goal there. Yeah. How you get to there, it doesn't it, really matter. It may vary, right? It may vary. Now, again, some people, the variance thing throws them off. They have to do it the same time every day, the same way every day. That doesn't bother me. The, the, what what I need to do is always be sure I'm getting the total time in. I might break it up in 30-minute slots today. Tomorrow I might be totally free, so I could do all three hours back-to-back. The next day I might have to split it up one hour, one hour, one hour. But the, the key thing is to get the time in. Right, yeah. and that ties back into the getting the time in so that you know yeah. <laughs> what you have so yeah. you can execute exactly. uh, the way you want to. Okay, exactly. so um, with I'm kind of mo- starting slowly to move to the execution part. Yeah. Um, when you go to execute your plan, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you kind of have to plan how you execute yeah, your plan. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, how, how does that process go for you? Well... Let me, let me put it into, into a competition context. A competition context, you want to you wanna get to the point where you have to execute, but you want to get to that point, to a place where you don't have to, uh, you're not guessing anything. You're not guessing anything. Not meaning you don't have a plan A and a plan B. Like, you know, okay, if this happens, I gotta, I'm automatically going to this. If this happens, I got to do this. But But at that point... That point, I'm not even thinking about it as execution. At that point, I'm think I'm really thinking about. I like to use the term um, about peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, the practice and the preparation, I plan it in a way where 
I probably want to see a glimpse of the peak maybe a day or two before. When I say a glimpse, meaning I'll literally sometimes I would stop the car. If I hear like it's about to peak, I'll stop in the middle of the phrase and I'll make up something. I'll say, okay, that, that wasn't right or something. Wow. I'll just make something up because you don't want to get to the mountaintop too fast because there's nowhere else to go. You got to leave you got to leave some room so that that mountaintop experience can happen at the right time. Now, there have been many times... Ooh, that's not the right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are many times I've totally mistimed it and the peak happened too early or too late. And, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to kind of judge, but with experience, after all, you can kind of figure out, okay, it, you, you have it in a way where it's going to peak right when you need it. Um, and that, that's the thing with, you know, a lot of sports teams, a lot of everything. I mean... You know, as much as I hate the Spurs, Pop- Popovich knew that whole theory of picking the right time. That's why I used to get so much flack for, you know, wasn't Pop that would start arresting players mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. Okay, I'm not going to let Tim Duncan play today. Because he knew, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. I need my team to peak and be in prime shape during the playoffs when when that's the mountaintop experience right there. Right. It's the same thing with, with, with core or anything in life. you got to... You gotta know when to pull, put the brakes on, and just okay. Let me just hold off, cause you don't want to get there too quick. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. Like you yeah. said, life in general, you try to go yeah. too fast, and then you yeah, you either mess yourself up early, or right. or, or or you peak too early, and then right. you, the moment the opportunity that was supposed to be there is right. either not there at the right time, or or you exactly. missed it. So, man, that's I'm gonna have to write that down after yeah, the, yeah. after the show. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I kind of want to hit, uh, okay, let's say I have a plan for, um, this podcast and I want the podcast to grow at a certain rate or I want, I want to get reach a certain amount of people. I want it Mm -hmm. to expand. I want the podcast to expand. If I'm going about, I have a plan that I'm going to put out this many episodes per week. I'm going to post uh, mm-hmm. flyers and and mm-hmm. things of that such two times a day to get the word out. Mm-hmm. It's it's sometimes hard because you you kind of second you start second guessing yourself because it may not work mm-hmm. at the right moment. Do you when you're executing? Do you adjust as you go or do you just hold through? Do you stick th- with the plan? I see. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's hope. That's <laughs> part of execution is is totally believing whatever you're doing is gonna work. Like I'm not even thinking about. You know, this may not work. Like, you you got to go in bold. The minute you start second-guessing yourself, that's that's the first step of failure for your plan. Mm. Then, then you're saying you don't, you're not really trusting what you prepared. That's how I see it. I'm I'm never thinking, like, going into this thing now for South Africa, um, I'm going in thinking we're getting three goals. Like, I, I don't have... Right. Um, well, the audience doesn't quite know what you're talking about when you okay. say South, South, so South Africa. South Africa, I mean, in the World Choir Games that that's coming up in uh, July in South Africa. So we know, we kind of narrowed down all the variables. We know we're in three categories with four songs per category. Here are the four songs. And the whole preparation process to get to four songs or categories is something by itself, right? Because you got to make sure you got the right rep, make sure it's in within the time. You want to make sure it's something that's appealing to judges in a competition, that sort of thing. So so once I put all those things in place, and, and like in this case, Steve Murphy and I sat down doing all those decisions, we leave the room, which would actually be right here, we leave the room thinking, all right, this, this is the plan when it comes to repertoire, and we're not turning back from here. 
Because we go through all these different reiterations of the order and this on, that's mm-hmm. on it. But when we finally have, we say, okay, this is it now. So that's 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 one part of the process, the right songs. Now the teaching of it, once I teach it and we go through and study, I'm not going in thinking, man, this may not work. The minute I start doing that, um, you 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 taking off a layer uh, um, of confidence in yourself, I think. You're just going to go in thinking, this is going to work. The only time I'll think about that is if something doesn't go out, they'll be after the competition. I think to myself, hmm, I wonder why that didn't work. Right. But okay. leading up to that, I'm not thinking that at all. Hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking because uh, in that case, you kind of have a concrete, a concrete uh, return point of feedback. Well, did we win or did we not win? Yeah. I, I yeah. guess maybe something yeah. that you could do because yeah. um, I'm thinking about how it can apply to anything setting a certain time for yourself for to achieve some certain result yeah exactly yeah and, and um and and removing all the variables that create doubt like you, you want to reduce those for sure that's that's why for example in the rehearsal we had this morning when we were just kind of talking and somebody said um one of the things one of the things we will we can develop and work on is is being able to follow me. And that's a great point, especially right. for during yeah. the school year. That's a great point. But my answer was, for something like this, I'm cutting down all the variables. So I'm going to cut that variable out, meaning everybody's going to know at measure 60 is piano. Like, there's no guessing there because the minute I start doing something strange in the middle of the performance in a competition and I, and I change, you know what, measure 60, I just feel in the moment there's going to be 40 here. Then you, you're creating too many things for people to think about. Mm-hmm. So we gotta, you got to cut all the variables that could create any doubt or uncertainty. Concrete. Concrete yeah. plan. Yeah. Uh, this question just popped in my head. Do you plan every single rehearsal? Um, yes or no. Um, so, um, you know, I went to Oakwood for undergrad. I went to Morgan State for, for my master's. It was only when I got to my doctoral program, my teacher there, Edward McClary, he was the first person I ever met in my life who had every rehearsal planned down to the minute. Like, in front of him, he had a notepad, and he had everything written down. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I realized he used to do that for the whole semester. So by the time we came in August for school, he already had all these rehearsal plans wow. and notes for the whole semester. I said, you know what, let me just try that just to see. And and it, it, it taught me a lot of things. One... It kind of helps with that whole preparation question you asked me in the beginning. It it really makes you look at your music in a totally different way, and you and you literally just like a surgeon, just carving stuff, carving stuff away. So this is gonna take X amount of time. Ah, this phrase is a little hard. It might take a little longer. Da, da, da. Now, what he what he was great at too is after every rehearsal, he'll adjust he'll adjust any of those rehearsal plans to suit what was going on. But um, so sometimes I'm in that mode of planning everything out meticulously. Um, which I've done a, many a semester here. And then sometimes, again, depending on the song and how I got the song, I might just approach it a little more relaxed and more open. So, yes, I know. I do I do it both ways depending on what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering, because I sometimes see you operating and then you you go to a certain part of the song first and you go backward yeah. or you go forward. Yeah. Or and sometimes, you know, sometimes I could you know I could pretty much do that without having it written down before. That's an experience thing. So, for example, again, when, when we return to few days before they go to South Africa, those rehearsals I'll probably have a notepad in front of me with everything written down because you know I'm not trying to leave any stone unturned. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, but but knowing how to carve it too, like you just said, going from the, be- the beginning or the end or the middle, it's just it's just kind of something that comes one of the experience and two from studying the music. Um, you know, do I do the harder parts first? Do I do the easier parts first? Or do I do the easier parts in this song, and then when I go to the next song, do the harder parts? So it's, you know, there's a lot of factors that you just kind of juggle to to try and get the best result. Uh, when you when you are planning, let's not say let's say outside of the choir context, because you are so are the uh, chair for the department mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So as far as administratively, you also have to take care of lots of things. And yeah. I know, <laughs> I know as administrative, I mean, I've worked under some administrative people. And you don't feel like doing lots of the stuff a lot of times. So, do you recommend uh, the order of of executing from things that you know you can knock out quickly and that you will get done, or the things that you hate doing? Yeah, that's and that's that's a hard one. That's a hard question yeah. because sometimes you just have to do the stuff that's needed now. Like, <laughs> you know, if you got email saying this is urgent, we need this report now. I have no choice but to dive in and, and get it done now as opposed to, you know, I don't feel like doing that today. I'll do that tomorrow. Something you just got to do now. Um, the administration piece is something that I definitely have l- l- less control in the core thing because it's, it's, it, it involves more people and involves people higher up than you mm-hmm. and their priorities, sometimes not my priority and vice versa. So yeah. that administrative thing is something that you're always trying to... Um, you kind of really go in with the flow. Um, now, if I have, if I have my own time frame and ten different things to do, and I'm kind of in control of when I get them done, do I do the hardest first or the easiest first? I think I always go hardest first. Most of the time, I'll go hardest first. I feel that's that's worked the best for me too yeah. because, well, the far as far as I say, I said in a podcast before. Um, I did um like seven, eight, whatever tips to be more productive. Mm. And um, I said, write everything down mm-hmm. so that you have things that you could visually cross off that you've accomplished yeah. so that you you know feel like you've done something throughout the day and you can see that you need to get it done and then you yeah. get it done and you know that you did something. So often, I mean, I suffer for this probably even today. I had like 10 things on my list that I needed to get done. I haven't gotten them all done. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I guess prioritizing certain things like this thing even though it doesn't want to get, I don't want to do it. It's probably the most important that I get it done now because mm-hmm. the other things I will want to do and I'll do them whenever, whenever right. I could do them. But yeah. this needs to be done in the morning while yeah. I'm <laughs> the most yeah. alert and yeah. I don't have anything di- distractions. Right. So I think I think that works for me. Some people, some people, um, just go with the flow. I don't. I and for me, I'm the most alert at night. So that okay. Yeah. So so. Morning, you don't want me doing anything major. I'll, you know. Yeah, that was another part of that one was know your peak hours. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm a really early when, uh, uh, person. I like three to five. I'm just yeah, and I'm, I learned that about myself eons ago. I'm 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 sharp right night. Not not not. That I have a family and all of that. Like this is really kind of throwing me off a little bit because uh, yeah, everybody yeah. wants to go to bed early. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, you got. Oh, I gotta get up early, and so 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 that's a whole another kind of adjustment idea. Yeah. Um, what is a phrase that you would tell a young expiring, blank? So that's that's anything. Young expi- aspiring, surgeon, young expire aspiring yeah, yeah. astronaut, whatever. Yeah. So what would you tell a, uh, a young aspiring blank? Do all you do all you can to learn, um, and master, um, as many of the rudiments of whatever your craft is. 
So that speaks to, you know, if I'm a musician, really, really make sure you're secure in theory and your music history because without that foundation, it's kind of hard to build upon, you know, it's hard to go far without knowing that stuff. Same thing for, you know, which, whichever field you, you choose to, you know, know, know your basic rudimentary things cold. Um, learn them and, 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 and develop a passion and joy for, for learning it. And if you realize you don't have the joy and passion for it, then maybe that's not the right thing you should be doing. Because mm. some people could learn it, but they don't have the passion right. for it. I, I, have, I have many of, you know, I shouldn't say many. I have a few friends who went into medicine and stuff. And, you know, they, they did pass all the boards and everything, but they really don't like it. I have a few friends like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have one friend. Um, she, she, she was a doctor Maybe because her parents were doctors, like a family thing. But she really wanted to start a flower shop. Was that a flower shop? Or something like that. You know, something. But she was a doctor and hated it. She wanted to grow flowers and sell flowers. So, you know, develop your passion. Know what that is. And whatever it is, really try and learn all the rudimentary things so you can be solid. Okay, this is a this is a little more silly question. And Mm. if if you don't feel comfortable answering it, it's okay. Uh, But, you know. So what is one abnormal habit that you do that hardly anyone knows about? So um, that could be anything as weird as like shaving only at 7 o'clock p.m. on a Tuesday oh no, or, no. or tying your shoes a certain way or some, something like that. Um, let me see. I don't know if this is abnormal, but, but um, before any big performances, as if if I can do it, I just always love taking a, a long hot shower. Something like that just makes me think. I don't know if that's abnormal, but so it depends. You know, like every trip, especially if you're on tour, you can't always do it. But even if I even if I took a shower two hours before, mm-hmm. if I can, I'll just take one right before just to just clear my mind. I could some, some for some reason I could see, I could see everything in my head that's about to come up. So yeah. so. Showers are that's where that's where the magic happens. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Long hot shower, you just. So thinking. I don't know if that's abnormal, but yeah, that's something. Now that was a good one. That was <laughs> okay. Good one. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, oh, this this is gonna be the last question. We need to wrap up. Yeah. Um, imagine there's a scrapbook for the world, mm-hmm. and um, every person in that scrapbook for the world, like you know, I don't know whether they want to leave something, a legacy when they pass away or whatever. Mm-hmm. But each person has a page in that scrapbook, the world scrapbook. Mm-hmm. What would you say on your page? What would you want to leave to the world? Um I like to leave to work that that is sometimes not always about who has the most talent, but the person who could um say to themselves that no one is gonna outwork me. Um, and whoever could follow that rule or get close to that rule is probably the person who ended up being the most successful. That'll be my page. That sounds Kobe-esque. <laughs> wow, we could have had the whole podcast episode just on that line right there. Don't let anyone outwork you. That should be the whole mantra of what the Music Report podcast is about. It's about getting work done, learning, growing, inspiring others, inspiring yourself. And I just want to thank Dr. Ferdinand for being on this episode. He dropped lots of golden nuggets. I hope you were taking notes. I know I definitely was during that interview, and I am applying those things right now so that I can execute on a whole different level. I want to take everything to the next level, and I hope you are as well. So 
If you haven't already, I'm going to say it again. Subscribe to the podcast. Share with your friend, your auntie, your uncle. Spread the word about the Muse Report podcast. You can hit me up on Instagram at muse.mentality on Instagram and on Facebook, the Muse Report podcast. I'll put all these links in the show notes description so you can just click on those hit me up tell me what you liked what you didn't like things i can improve on i'm trying to be a student of the game and hit me up for things that you want to see on future episodes as well as far as guests or topics so make sure you do that and uh i will see you guys next week with another podcast episode so keep on making your muse a reality and growing learning and inspiring every single day i will see you guys later well not see you guys but i'll talk to you guys